Hello and welcome to another episode of Onside Punt. I'm Homie and as always I'm joined by Cat. How are you man? Dude I'm doing so well. How are you Homie? Oh really good. I'm really good. How's things been? What's happening in your world? Oh not much you know. As you know we've got the wedding coming up and honeymoon planning so getting into a bit of that recently. Sure it's getting exciting. Yeah, it really is. It's it's uh it's getting full on, but we're excited, and uh, we'll know you'll be up in the uh, table with us on the day, which is even more exciting. Yeah, and um, probably watching NFL on Kaya. Uh, it is a it is a very important day and a very easy day to remember my anniversary being the eighth of ah, September. Season low. Oh, that's why <laughs> you've done it. Okay, it's the first day of the there. season. Uh, <laughs> I wondered. I wondered. Yeah, I believe my my wedding gift from the NFL is uh, Chiefs versing the Lions. So it should be an interesting match off the first game of the season. Mm. Always a cracker. Always yeah. something something tasty there. Two beasts, oh, Adam. I think Adam. I think it'll really set the uh, the tone. I don't know. I also I think it's week one game and. Magical things can happen. I think the Lions, are, I think I've already predicted this, but I think the Lions are going to take it. They're yeah, going to win this yeah. first game against the Chiefs. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it, but I think they're saying it because it hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> get on the Chiefs. Get on the Chiefs. <laughs> All right, so we're going to a little treat today. We're going to jump into Australians in the NFL. So, mm. what, what we're planning, we're going to take you back. We're not going to do all of them. We're just going to do the main figures sort of that went as Australians through the past, through the history. Uh, we're not going to include um, people that were part of the practice squads. We're just going to really focus on those who broke down the barriers for players to come. Um, yeah, so. the, the most well-known, and as you say, we've got a, we've actually got a stronger history in the NFL than even I thought before we started researching this episode. There's a lot of records in there. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's good to actually sort of refresh yourself um, with where the, where we've come from and who were those players that sort of did it because it's, it's quite a good journey. But I think we'll we'll jump into it with, with the OG, the original, the first ever player to make it into the NFL. So we've got Colin Ridgway. We're going back to 1965. So wow. Colin, we're talking black and white photos at CAD. We're talking, this is when the Beatles first toured America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he played Aussie Rules as an under-19 for Carlton. Strangely enough, actually competed in high jump in the 1958 Commonwealth Games. So what position did Ridgeway play? Don't, let's not... Let's not dive too much into his playing career, Cad, because he only played three games. So, oh no! <laughs> yes. So I just wondered if you well, know. I just I wanted to highlight himself a bit more, more, more than he's playing because <laughs> uh, because he actually went across to America. So he tried out for the 1960 uh, Olympic team and mm. and didn't make it in, and then decided to join Lamar University on a track and field scholarship. So. What happened was, and here's one for your trivia night as well. He is the first Commonwealth athlete to clear seven foot high jump. So, wow. yeah, put that on your trivia night. You might well, get a point. He's got two records there. I guess first Aussie in the NFL and first one to clear seven foot high jump. It's a mm. it's niche. I'm just yeah. wondering what position on the field has transferable skills to high jump. He, he's a it's not he's basketball. A punter. He's a punter. <laughs> He's a punter. Uh, I did not <laughs> think it was going to go there. I, I, when I was doing the research, I was like, oh, yeah, we're ticking along here. And uh, old Colin ended up being uh, Ed, Ed with the Dallas Cowboys. So he only wow. lasted a season, played three games. Um, but this <laughs> not is, the groundbreaking start that yeah. we really wanted for our Australian uh, no. <laughs> Well, we talk about breaking down barriers. He, he did somewhat, but thank you, Colin. But this is where <laughs> the story gets a bit dark, though, Cad. Okay. Uh, in 1993, 
Colin was uh, murdered in a what? killer for hire. What? He was murdered yeah. by a killer for hire. Like yeah, a, the old, the old wife. The old wife hired. <gasps> no way. Got a friend. I, I don't 100% know if it was a wife, so don't quote me on that <laughs> one. But <laughs> I'm pretty. it was reported as the wife was the suspect. But it sort of, it came not until DNA came out later. It was his, like his old mate and he was a uh, killer for hire. So. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to be dark. It would dark. be the weirdest TV movie I would watch is Colin Ridgeway's bio, if that yeah. ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> he has lived a life. So he's lived a life. So that's our first ever Australian in the NFL, Colin Ridgeway. Well, onto someone who has, I guess, a better reputation. In fact, a, a massive reputation as an Australian in the NFL. we going to talk about Darren Bennett. Now, Darren Bennett, regarded as one of the greatest players in the NFL during the 90s, he actually made the uh, 1990s all-decade team, which you can imagine how many players were running around, pretty amazing. And the fact that he was a punter. Like, Mm. just as a punter to get onto one of the all-age teams is is pretty significant. And being, I guess, the first Australian to really make an impact in that way, he was doing things a, a bit different. But as you mentioned with Colin before, AFL background. Yeah. Now this is going to be a running theme, I think, from everyone yes, we cover today, right? It's a massive theme, right? <laughs> Darren Bennett played for uh, Melbourne Football Club. Was also named one of the 150 heroes in 150 years, and you're more well versed in AFL than I am, Dave. But 208 goals in 74 games, pretty good record. Decent, decent record. Yeah. So the, the how he got from Australia to the NFL is he was on his honeymoon. Huh. And so, yeah. <laughs> I think he must, yeah. have gotten, must have gotten a, uh, a hall pass from the missus to go do a, a cheeky tryout. She's kicked him out. That's what's happened yeah. here. She's kicked him. She's had enough. Yeah. Well, she kicked him out and he went to go kick. So he went over to the uh, mini camp for the charges. And, you know, besides the early embarrassment of the first snap smacking him right in the face, he actually impressed the coaches quite immensely. And uh, he played there for, for years and years and years. Now, we've talked about this in the past. Mm. Darren Bennett is credited with introducing the drop punt. Yes. Not into the NFL. Yes. What a what a thing to be able to put your name to. Like <laughs> I invented the drop punt. Like how many how many Australians must go over and they're like, uh, do you know Darren Bennett? He invented the drop punt. You'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> We've been doing this since the eighteen hundreds. And we've got kids doing that at two. Like what what's more concerning about? is that Colin didn't do it. What, Colin was there first and he didn't do it? Well, I don't think in his three, game, in his three <laughs> games he could have invented the drop kick, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know, the drop punt. Uh, <laughs> he was too busy jumping people. That was his problem. <laughs> well, uh, what's, um, what's pretty awesome about Darren Bennett is, as a punter, they're not usually you know, lining up physically with the offensive line or the defensive line. But he was six foot five, mm. big fella. And when you're kicking the ball, you're kicking it to a returning team who are going to try run it past you and the kicker. You're technically the last line of defense, but most mm. kickers kind of, you know, bow out of that one, not big enough to want to take that one on. And he would get so physical on the field. And uh, the most notable one is where he knocked a bloke out cold oh. who was running past him. And, and we're talking NFL days where they murdered oh. each other, right? Like, yeah, we, we've said they don't safely tackle now, but oh. back then it was with, like, malice. <laughs> oh, there was it was aimed to hurt, right? Uh. Yeah, that bloke wasn't getting up for a while. And the other thing I had on Bennett was my dad was uh, lucky enough to meet him 
when the Chargers and the Broncos came, played a exhibition match in Sydney in the 90s. And uh, he signed the football, which I have sitting behind me now. Mm, that's incredible. He definitely was someone that opened up the doors, though, especially for the for the punters. The people follow on from Darren Bennett. He was that icon for us. But. He just showed the NFL that the Australian style of kicking is really beneficial in the game. And that we have athletes that, you know, may not have grown up playing it since they were five. Mm. It can make such an impact on the field. And being regarded as the best punter in the 90s, of course, they come back for to Australia for some more players. Yeah, well, well I'll take you to a player now with a slightly different sort of origin story. But it's a great story. I like it. So I've got Matt McBriar. So Matt McBriar was not your standout athlete. Okay. Uh, he... <laughs> this is this one it cracks me up actually thinking about this so virtually unknown to the game it was discovered after performing well at an nfl sponsored kicking competition at waverley park in melbourne oh like they've just done a pop-up yeah. and so yeah. who can you kick do. it the furthest yeah so and that's so <laughs> he's gone down had a kick they thought he had some merit so he went across and this is where we link back up with bennett because uh, Bennett was a big helper in getting players across as well. So he actually slept on uh, Bennett's couch, like in America. So ended up ended up getting a getting a scholarship with uh, the University of Hawaii, and then in two thousand and three, he was signed to Dallas Cowboys in their practice squad. So wow, all off yeah. a random pop up. That's like you going to the carnival and throwing you know the balls at the bottles. Yeah, and someone just goes. You know so, what? You should you should join the Major League yeah. Baseball League. <laughs> yeah, we've all wanted it to happen, but we didn't think it was possible. Here no. it is now. It's in front of you, and and we've got that link again with the Dallas Cowboys. So um, so they obviously like the Australians. So so a little stat for um McBriar. So in two thousand and six, he registered a seventy five yard punt. Yeah, made the record books for the Cowboys. Their second longest ever during punt. a game. Yeah, yeah. That's in two thousand six, what a cracker. Where was he kicking from? Like maybe he overshot, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I actually, when I started looking at the hit, so just for context, the the longest punts are ninety eight yards. That's incredible. So McBrien, after humble beginnings, he's gone on to be one of the most successful punters in the NFL. Uh, he was twice being chosen for the NFL Pro Bowl, and in two thousand and ten was named as the best punter in the Dallas Cowboys history. Wow. Yeah, you end up playing 138 games with the Cowboys, went to Philly and still is at the end of his career. But what a a journey. Um, What an incredible little story there. From uh, from Waverley Park to the Pro Bowl and likely the Hall of Fame. That's incredible. It's a good story. Well, no shortage of uh, Aussie legends as we're covering today. We've got to talk to you about Ben Graham. Now, Ben Graham was pick number 40 in the draft in 1992 which you think is really early pick 40 for a punter. But that's because it was the AFL draft and he oh, was going to Geelong <laughs> Cats. You I thought I'd get me. you with that one. Oh, oh. So, so Graham was a captain for Geelong for many years before deciding to venture over to the States. He was actually initially approached by the Jets in 1997 but turned them down. Mm. They seen him kicking and thought, all right, come on over. Earn like double, triple the money you're on now. Nah, he was happy playing for the Cats and look, it turned out to be a great decision. Ended up being captain of the Cats for multiple years and eventually when he joined the Jets, he became the captain for them as well. Oh, crazy. I didn't realise he'd become captain. But yeah, so yeah. I think he's the only person that we've sent over that's been a captain of an AFL team and an NFL team, which is just amazing. And, and one thing you might not know, with captains in the NFL, they've got multiple. 
you've got 53 people on a roster. They need multiple captains. But the fact that a punter became captain and such a leader in, in the room is uh, just speaks to his character and obviously his effort and uh, just an amazing achievement. So he's also, I think, the only Aussie who's played in an AFL grand final and a Super Bowl. Oh, unbelievable. You're a big fan of AFL, homie. You knew about him in a Geelong context in AFL before you knew about him in an NFL context? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, he's, he's, um, yeah, he's a superstar. And and just that NFL career just enhanced his profile. Like he he's probably the one of my generation, like that sort of kid growing up. Ben Graham was the name that you remember. So, but we'll move on to someone equally as iconic, in my opinion. Would you be aware, Cad, of the Rocker Brothers? No, I, I wouldn't be. I, I know about, one of them. I'm talking about <laughs> Severio Rocker and Anthony Rocker, two brothers that played in the AFL. I'm talking. They could kick bombs. I'm talking <laughs> 70 meter bombs. Wow. Like, yeah. Like, I've got to show you this footage because you'll love it. But it's like, even I was looking back on it and thinking, like, it looks impressive even with today's sort of athletes. So I'll focus on Severio. So his brother didn't end up going across. They're probably that mold of Ben Graham where they were kind of like, let's get him over there. But they both had pretty good careers. So Sav played 257 games as full forward. And sent out forward for for a range of clubs, mainly Collingwood and North Melbourne, and he kicked seven hundred and forty eight goals. So <laughs> ranks fourteenth in the all time goal kicking list. And then he thought, you know what, I could do even better than this. Yeah. Well, he sort of my brain tricks me a little bit. I'm not sure with Anthony or Sav which one was actually the more popular one, but I think Sav was the less popular one. Let's just uh, right. correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Collingwood people. You so so maybe he's trying to compensate for yeah, being the, the yeah, lesser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he got dumped off to North Melbourne. He thought, "Effort, I'm going over. I'm going over." So so he tried for the Bills, and then at 33 years of age, was the oldest rookie in the NFL history after Ben Graham. 31. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. We'll send so, him over late. <laughs> yeah, so he got signed to Philly. So now we've got that Aussie connection again with Philly here. So that'll come into context a bit later. But what I want to, I don't, what I want to actually focus on, Cad, is his first ever preseason match. Ended up getting him the gig. Okay, so preseason matches for anyone who doesn't know, they're basically the three games that test your players to see who's actually going to be signed, who's going to start. Uh, legends, define legends of the game or who are already imbe- embedded in the team, they barely mm. play. So you just really, it's a tryout, like an actual full contact tryout. Yeah. Old Sav's lined up trying to get his spot on the team. Mm. He's launched a 65-yard ball. <laughs> then everyone looks around and Sav's helmet's tumbling across the field. And everyone's a bit confused and he picks it up, walks off to the bench and nothing happens. They end up finding the footage a guy by the name of Antoine Barnes from the Ravens has absolutely murdered him and like gored him. <laughs> like and he's, him. And, and, just, him. and it took his helmet off. It was unbelievable. Oh, uh, on your first kick. Yeah, just knocking his helmet off. Unbelievable. Well, and Barnes is trying to get a spot on the team too, but yeah, roughing the kick is yeah. not going to do it. it the, the craziest thing of all, he gets a $1,200, $1,200, $1,000 fine or something. You've got to go look at the footage. I'll put it up on the socials. It, it is dangerous. He went on to have a really good career, Sav, and um, definitely one of another of those icons that went across to us from Australia. Moving on, homie, we're going to talk about our friend Brad Wing, and uh, I believe he has a friend of his own we'll be uh, talking about in conjunction here. 
Yeah, so we've got Jordan Berry. So both are kickers, Bradwing and Jordan Berry. So they've got, they've got a bit of an overlap here because my boy Berry, I uh, took your boy Brad's job at the Steelers. So oh, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'll kick off talking about young Brad before he gets rudely replaced yeah, by yeah, his own people. Yeah. Um. So look, Brad Punter from Melbourne. He had a bit of a, a non-linear route to the NFL. He went to the league after a solid college career at uh, playing at LSU. Get this, homie. In one game, he had 17 punt returns, oh. which first and foremost is massive, right? That's too many. <laughs> I don't know what was happening in that game. Mm. But the opposing team only returned six yards from all ah. of those 17 attempts. They got a total of six yards return. Jesus. Showing how well he's kicking the ball and obviously how well his team is locking down the uh, opposing team. So that's incredible in its own right. But... He was undrafted, didn't make it into the NFL through the draft. Uh, however, was signed to the Eagles, but ended up playing for the Steelers and the Giants. Now, a great achievement was he's actually the first Australian player in NFL history to score from a pass. Oh, But he, he does it in like a really interesting way. Now, there's a thing called a, a punt fake, where kickers really don't actually have to kick the ball every time. Mm-hmm. Very rarely you get to see them but they're great when you do. Generally, they're going to fool the other team, think they're going for a kick. Then one of your players runs off and the kicker actually passes them the ball. Now, that's what's meant to happen. What happened in this scenario is the ball got spiked at a field goal. He's the holder. Mm -hmm. He fumbles the hold. The kicker doesn't kick the ball. He picks up the ball, scrambles around, and just dumps it over the top and scores the extra two points. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So pretty incredible. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a touchdown. It was just an extra two points. Oh, but uh, Brad. yeah, Brad uh, made the effort there and made up for the uh, issue. How good? How how good would it be going down to history as the like that? How good are you at a party? Just pop that out. Do you, yeah. you know, you know, I was the first Australian to score points in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> we had more, more to break out than Colin would, did. You wouldn't tell the actual story of how he did it. No, would you? No, no, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I screwed up massively, but then I you're fixed probably, it. You're probably stuffing at that point. But I'd be like, yeah. but still, it's a good one. It's a good one. Well, uh, well Brad now plays in the XFL, which uh, if you don't know, is a, a smaller league um, that they're trying to promote now in America, but uh, had a pretty impressive career. That's very good. Until. Until. His job was taken. So Jordan Berry took his job at the Steelers, but Brad obviously went on to the New York Giants um, and had a great career. Berry ended up playing over 100 games for the Steelers, so I think it was worth their while. But AFL background again, booming kick. Couldn't quite crack it in the AFL, so went across. He was a He's a pro kick alumni. Uh, cool. We probably should have mentioned that a lot of these punters have gone through that system of pro kick into the, into the college system, and then they sort of make it their way through that sort of system. Um, and should, and should but, probably mention another Aussie that was early in the NFL, which is our, our friend Nathan Chapman from Pro Kick Australia. So Jordan Berry's... He's actually his little brother. He's rolling around the current system at the moment as well. So we might see another Berry come through. So Very good. Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, moving on to the current Australian superstars we have in the team. Now, you might be familiar with a couple appearing in the Super Bowl this year. There's a, a few about... A lot of punters, as we've said, have come through, but we do have a lot of great players at other positions and, and more coming up through the league. What do you reckon, Holmey? I was thinking about this the other day, that likely I think Jared Hayne was kind of the most famous 
yeah. modern day Aussie that had gone over and, and brought a lot of attention in. Well, who's the first ever running back? And like, I think that's the highlight position, but a little bit of a funny story here. So when he was playing for San Fran, I was actually in the States. So I was in New York, traveled out to the, watch the Giants take on San Fran. I've got my San Fran merch on, repping Australia. I sit in the stand and we're sitting next to an American and he's like, like, who are you here to see? And I'm like, oh, we're going for San Fran. There's an Australian on the team. And he's like, but why aren't you going for the Giants then? And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> yeah, we're here for Joe Hain. Yeah. Uh, Brad Wing plays for, so, <laughs> so apologies to Brad Wing. Uh, this is, this is why we've done this for you people. This is, we're giving you, we don't want you to be sitting at the NFL not realizing there's another Australian on another team. Yeah, so, and being called yeah. out by an American on this, it, it, it just hurts, you know. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and probably we might go back to one of our early episodes where we for, forgot that Aaron Sipos was at Philly as well. Um, yeah, that was that was on yeah. me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so we're doing this for you people. We're doing this so... So we're going to run you through the, the current players, what clubs are at, and a little bit of an overview of what they're doing. So you can you can be informed and not embarrass yourself. Yeah, and have a look, you know, on your screens. Have a look who to back this season. You'll be able to see all these guys play, which is pretty exciting. Well, I'll start, I'll start us off with probably the... Actually, they're all pretty hard to pronounce, but let's give it a crack. Uh, Mitch <laughs> Wisnowski. How'd I go? Nailed it. Oh, that's Nailed it. Good. Perfect. Okay, we're going to be Mitch from now on. So... Mitch is not your household NFL name yet, Cad. Um, but I think by the end of this season and future seasons, I think he's going to be one of the bigger names in, in the NFL as a punter. He's obviously had a superstar team, the 49ers, but he was drafted in 2019, 110th overall, which is a which is a big achievement getting pretty, picked pretty up respectful. It yeah, is. Pretty respectable yeah. for a, a punter, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not always the general pathway for Australians, which we'll sort of see as we talk about the others. Um, so originally from Western Australia with an AFL background, transitioned across after sort of shoulder injuries that stopped him from achieving his goals in AFL. Uh, so pro kick alumni uh, came across at the University of Utah and he ended up winning the Ray Guy Award. So, wow. That's, yeah. that's a, for, for people who don't know, Ray Guy Award is the top award for, for kickers in college. And uh, I know we've had a few Aussies that have collected it over the years from pro kick and Amazing achievement. So a little of a uh, bit of Mitch's uh, pedigree here. So he's reached the Super Bowl as a rookie, uh, punting twice in the 49ers, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. So unfortunately, they went down. And uh, little another little chestnut for you. He's the only Australian to score a point in an NFL game, kicking an extra point against Seattle. Uh, so he occurs in 2021. So he's doing the field goals as well in this game. Well, there was, a, there was an injury, so he got to run. Like, and, and what a that's a pretty clutch thing to be able to step up and do that as well. So, If you think it's easy for a punter just oh. to step up and, and kick a field goal, it's completely different. Mm. And uh, we're about to talk about our friend Michael Dixon, who we've mentioned before. But I've seen him have to attempt uh, field goals when the, uh, when the field goal kicker was injured. Not easy. It's, Not a, easy. it's a different technique. It's a different. Yeah. It's very different, but... Our boy Mitch has done it. Well done to him. Moving on to a, a guy who should be very well known to Aussies who was in the Super Bowl this year. The big man, Jordan Mylata, mm. and described as the human wrecking ball, Jordan's a 6'8 and 165 oh. kilos. Oh, it's so, <laughs> so big. 
So oh. this man is built for the front line. So he plays tackle. Um, now, Jordan uh, was discovered not through the traditional college route or the draft, as Dave alluded to before, but he came through NFL International Pathways program. So for example of what that is, essentially it's getting international players who aren't going through college, who aren't going in the traditional linear routes, giving them training camps, getting them ready and sending them to camps at different teams and hoping they get through. Jordan actually uh, was discovered by the IPPP when they saw clips of him playing rugby league. Well, he was at South Sydney and they weren't going to sign him. It, that's crazy, right? Like he, yeah. get, like he couldn't get a... Like not couldn't get a run, but he was out of luck and then goes across to America and, and now would be on an absolute... Monster salary. <laughs> Monster salary. It, uh, it's, it's, it's a different type of sport though and, and it can suit people differently obviously the nfl loves bigger boys mm. you've got short sprints of power and strength you need to do you don't have to be as agile or as quick as you do in league you know it's it's, it's a better fitted for him from what i've seen anyway but when they first asked him what position do you want to play he said offensive line because he'd seen the movie the blind side oh, <laughs> he's like it's the only one he was familiar with the prospects of getting into the league were quite low due to his you know zero experience in nfl and there's a lot of technique that is beyond just being a big, strong man on that line. Now, with hard work, you know, he's defending Jalen Hurts from the opposing side. He's uh, up there with Landon mm. Dickinson and Jason Kelsey, and it's amazing. Awesome to see. You'll uh, you'll also see that Jordan on everywhere in social media is just showing off his amazing vocal cords. Oh, and he should. He yeah. should. <laughs> he was oh. on the, uh, the Eagles released a Christmas album, which I'm not mm. sure if you listened to it, but uh, get it around yourself in the holidays coming up this year. He was also on The Masked Singer in the States. Oh, was he? I didn't know. Oh, I knew the guy from yeah. The Charges was on it, but I didn't know. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen was on it yeah, too. But yeah, yeah. Jordan was there. Oh, but there was, there's, you might have missed it, but his wedding singing. Oh, just, I did see that yeah, this week. Yeah, that's just come out. That's that's yeah. hot off the press. That is, and it is beautiful. Yeah, serenading his uh, lovely wife at their wedding. Mm. Um, just awesome, but... Yeah, Jordan's a big star, big man with a lot of talent, so very cool to see how he develops. We'll move on to a player that probably isn't a household sort of NFL name for the casual sort of listener. It's Adam Gotsis. Melbourne native, grew up playing Aussie rules, but became interested in American football at about 13. So he actually, a little bit of a different, he actually played NFL in Australia for the Monash Warriors. That's pretty rare. I, I don't think we saw anyone in our research who'd played before they went. That was the first one I saw with that kind of background where they've actually played here. So he enrolled in Georgia Tech, playing for the football team for four years before drafted been drafted to the Denver Broncos in the 2016 NFL Draft. Uh, he was taken with the 63rd pick. He became the highest-drafted Australian in NFL history. Wow. Pretty yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, very impressive. Pick. Very impressive. Yeah. And I haven't yet mentioned what, what club he's at. So he's actually at Jacksonville Jags at the moment. It's another reason to back the Jags this season. Yeah, so you, you can definitely follow along with Adam. And um, they're obviously a good chance of being in the playoffs this year. Oh, look, it's a that's a great one to watch. Good point, Holmes. Like you watch an Aussie who's going to be in the top tier. You've got Mitch in the 49ers, you've got Jags, you've got the Eagles. We're all actually, so far, all the Aussies are in playoff contention. All these teams are the ones we've factored into the, I don't know if we've had a, um, a little <laughs> unknown bias there, but we've sort of, like the Aussies are in the teams that are coming up. Like it's going to be. That we think are going to make it, yeah. Yeah, so you definitely don't want to be embarrassed this season. So <laughs> get in the knowledge. Get in the knowledge. Moving on to Cam Johnson, drafted in 2017, a punter originally for the Eagles, but now the Texans. 
Cam's another punter heralding from the AFL draft and the Pro Kick Australia program. Now, Johnston wowed his fans on his debut with a 60-yard punt from his own 30-yard line. Oh, Just dropped perfectly in a dime oh. right in between the five. Exactly the start you'd want in the season. Now, he's still training with the Texans at the moment, and we talked to Nathan Chapman. He talks about going over there and, and coaching with Cam and, and the Texans coaches, which is pretty cool. But uh, I think most notably so far from all my research on Cam is how much he just looks like Bill Burr, the comedian. Oh, he does. <laughs> it's oh, like he it's actually mirror does. image. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to put that up on the up. socials. It's because I thought it was actually like a joke that someone had put Bill Burr's head on him. Mm. Yeah, it was and, him. And not to be cruel to Cam, he, he has a slighter frame than... Yes. Yes. He, yeah. He doesn't yeah. have the build of of Mitch or any of the really Aussie all the, kickers. All the tats. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, definitely a tat trend with the Aussie boys. Yeah. Well, he's got your haircut and facial hair, homie. Yeah, sharp. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cam is, is definitely shelf. one to watch. Top shelf. Top shelf. <laughs> Cam is definitely one to watch this year as the Texans are trying to pull themselves out with their new quarterback CJ Stroud. So. Maybe we're seeing the beginning of a long run here, but keep an eye on Cam for sure. So I'm going to move on to Aaron Sipos, uh, who's currently at the Philly. So I'm a bit worried now he might have taken old Cameron Johnson's spot there, Cad. Uh, That's but, a bit of a worry. Yeah, a little bit worried. <laughs> How come Aussies we'll, are taking we'll sh- Aussies' jobs? We, we <laughs> What's going on here? We won't dive into it just in case it was <laughs> that. But uh, uh, So Aaron actually was, he was drafted in the NFL and played 28 games. Sandy's going to be a bit excited here, Cad. He played, mm. he played for St. Kilda. She's, Did he? Yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know, Sandy's my mum. She loves St. Kilda. Yeah, she's our number yeah. one fan, Sandy. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah, out def, to Sandy. Def, shout out to Sandy. She's finally going to understand something I've said on this show. So, go on here, Sandy. <laughs> St. Kilda, number one, all the way. They'll eventually get one before you die. But... <laughs> <laughs> after being delisted from the Saints after injury, uh, began with pro kicker, went into the college system, Long story short, Cad, he ends up debuting for the Eagles, Philly Eagles, in September 2021. Now, this is where this is where it gets a bit fun. So, Aaron has already had some ups and downs in NFL. I don't yep. know how much you've seen of it, but he's he's blown up Twitter a couple of times. The first time was when one of his block kicks getting run back to his end zone. Um, so. Uh, uh- he kicked it, was blocked by the other team. They pick yeah. it up and start yeah. gunning towards the, the yeah. red zone. Yeah. What old Aaron did was here. He's AFL boy. He's turned around and chased and run him down. Oh, he gave him the tackle. He tackled, he ran him down. It was great. So That's awesome. So he blew up the internet. Uh, yeah. During last year's season, uh, Sipos got injured in week 14 and was placed on injury reserve. But I don't know if you actually saw the play that got him injured. No, I didn't. He's nearly done. He's nearly done a dicko here, and oh, no. it, it was blocked in his own end zone, like and scoops it up the cleanest scoop, or on par with dicko, and then yep. runs down the sideline, but then gets absolutely poleaxed and does <laughs> and does his ankle. Oh no! Uh, yeah, those so, hero moments. It's yeah, risky. obviously history happens, and the Philly makes the uh, Super Bowl. So he's come back off injury, and I don't know if you remember, one of the pivotal plays late in the fourth quarter was Aaron's punt. So what happened was it was a line drive that went 
the wrong direction to where his gunners were coming through. Oh, no. And then if you can remember back, um, Tony for the Chiefs took advantage of this and returned to the five-yard line. That ended up being the three points. They were one point up at this time. That was the three points that gives the Chiefs the victory. Sorry to bring it up, Aaron, if you're listening. I know it's going to hurt a little bit. So he's, he's definitely had a... He's definitely had a welcome to NFL. He's got the ups and the downs, but I think he's going to have a another blockbuster season. Oh, I forgot. I nearly forgot. So when he was on the cart taken away. Yeah. They take him out on like a, what is a stretch golf cart? Effectively yeah, yeah. It's a golf cart with a little yeah. bed on it. Um, yeah. He decided to give the New York Giants crowd a serve. So he was, oh. he was up on <laughs> Oh, I, think that, I was like chirping away. Could that be more Australian than you injured on a injured on a trolley, giving the crowd a, get it up, yeah, giving them the, the giving them the middle finger? But it was verbally the middle finger. But he was. <laughs> I think, so Aaron, I'm, I'm looking forward to season. We love your passion. Yeah, get around it. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> well, we've mentioned him before, and we'll mention him again. Michael Dixon or, or Dicko as we've come to know him, is definitely one of the coolest mm. and well-known punters in the NFL right now. Not from Aussies, but in America too, mm. everywhere. Now, drafted by the Seahawks in 2018 and remaining there to this very day, Dixon is very highly regarded and he will constantly go above and beyond to get the playoff. Now, as we've talked about already in our NFC West recap, there was the brilliant double punt play from Dixon. Punt was blocked. He scoops it up, manages to get another kickoff in the perfect place. Mm. Now, there was another play that brought him to everyone's attention before that that we haven't talked about. And this one's called the Aussie Sweep. So it's against the Lions in 2018, few minutes remaining at fourth and eight on their own three-yard line. Seahawks were winning, just. So Dixon was instructed, he's got the punt, he was instructed to waste time in the end zone before giving up an intentional safety. So a safety basically means... If you've got the ball and you get tackled in your own end zone, you end up giving them three points. Instead of doing what he was told to do and just waste time and cop a tackle and and give the safety away, Dicko just goes, nah, I'm going to run it and just sprint straight down the line, picking up nine yards, giving them the first down and sealing the game for the Seahawks. Just like doesn't stop this guy. (laughs) Just doesn't stop. It's not so easy to run. Oh. Not for anyone. Running back struggle all the time. For a kicker who doesn't practice this, anything like that, to just try motor your way through mm. and, as we talked about with Sipos, cop the tackle mm. and come through it, It's uh, it just shows it. He's just so loved and, and known to throw in those wildcard plays. Yeah, because it's a little different. We sort of, I think we get the idea that it's going to be like rugby league with that broken field sort of aspect where you can weave in. in it, it, they sort of come as a line. Like they, yeah. it, it's a flood of like bodies in a, so it's a, it's not like that three running sort of game we expect. Yeah. They, they're going to get hit. They're I got- think you make a good point because in league, right, if you're on the wing, mm. you've got to get past two, three guys, yeah. maybe yeah, two guys you, and you a can, fullback. You can loop around it, you know, or yeah. if you've if, only got two in front of you. Or if, it, if there are, like if you come in, it's that broken field. So you'll have a couple of lines and it mm. does happen in the NFL, but not in the not in generally turn space. But in the NFL, you're yeah, staring at yeah, it's, eleven blokes who want to murder you. <laughs> yeah, it's two. Yeah, it's two blankets sort of running at each other. Like it's like two arrowheads hitting. Yeah, well, well, Dicko is a, is a great one to watch for for anyone. Not only just because he's an Aussie, but 
he's just a great playmaker and always puts something special in the season for you. Uh, he's got his nice little undercut, buzz cut, mullet Ooh. thing going on, full tat sleeve. The boys rep He'll it though, don't they? They rep the yeah. Aussie style. <laughs> you know, you know they are. So get around Dick over the Seahawks this year. Also another playoff contender for sure. So we've got one to go, Cad. One of the current players, Daniel Falele. Oh, we're going to finish big. We're going to finish real big. Now, Daniel, originally from Melbourne, uh, left as a teenager, scouted from a rugby sort of basketball background, I believe it was, went yep. across to the Minnesota uh, University of Minnesota. Daniel was taken in the fourth round, last season's draft, uh, taking 110 pick overall by the Baltimore Ravens. So, so we're going to take you now, Cat. Okay. When he was drafted, he was the heaviest person in the NFL. No way. How, how big are we talking here? So he's an offensive tackle. 6'8", a whopping 174 kilos. So so just for reference, Jordan Mylata, as we said, named the human wrecking ball, only yeah. 165 kegs. Yeah. Only. <laughs> Daniel is the fifth heaviest player in NFL history at, at, the, wow. at, at the 2022 draft this is. So, so with this size that they've drafted him with, where are they putting him in? Well, he's, he's an offensive tackle and the idea... He was he was to be picked up as a project, so someone to develop slowly, come into the into the offensive line and work his way through. But sport doesn't allow this. An injury to Patrick McCurry meant Daniel was thrusted into the team as left tackle. So wow. I, I hope he'd watch the blind side as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> Maybe then, him and Jordan have a little watch party together. <laughs> and it was a position he'd never played before. Could you imagine that? Oh, so like he's gone from no training or anything, and he's just been told to hold his own. Well, he's never played that position. He didn't play it in um, college. So wow. Uh, but kudos to him. He after the game, even the QB Lamar Jackson, giving him a big shout out, saying shout out to Falele, uh because of he stepped up majorly. I, I watched this footage today actually because I knew we were going to be talking about mm. him, and I didn't realize that was the scenario. But I was watching the first, they were like, this is his first snaps or whatever. Mm. And they talk about how he stepped up. There's players who've been playing their whole life who mm. haven't had a debut like that. He wasn't amazing. It wasn't, you know, polished or crystal. But he did stop blokes from getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Like, so, amazing to do. That's so cool. So he ends the season with 16 games under his belt. And the upside is just going to be incredible. Uh, bright things ahead for the behemoth. But I think it's... Um, <laughs> I think it's worth the watch, Cad. I think it's worth the watch. Well, we've got a, a lot of Aussies there currently in the game, spanning on a whole range of teams, majority of which are looking at a playoff run this year. You can pick one, pick them all, back them all. Mm. There's some awesome talent out there in uh, really different positions. And I think we, we did have some uh, ones to watch, homie. Yeah, we've got a couple on the watch list. So these are players that are currently in practice squads for teams uh, preseason. So they could potentially be picked up uh, by their current list. So got Louis Headley. Oh, look him up. Scary. Oh, I've seen pictures oh. of Lou. He, I just hope inside he's a, a sweetheart. I, I think I think he is. He, I, I think he is. Like we're talking head to toe tattoos here, Cad. Like real. Yeah. And completely wrapped. So he's currently at the New Orleans Saints as an undrafted free agent. We'll hopefully we'll see if he can get on the on the main roster season to come. Next up, we've got Patrick Murtor, who is going to be, I think, the first tight end we could potentially get mm. in Australia, exciting. which is really exciting. As we said, you know, when Hayne started as a running back, and from the players we listed today, it's super rare that we get receivers or running backs or definitely not quarterbacks. 
So if we get anyone breaking out through there, that'd be really exciting. Is he at the Detroit Lions, Kat? Yeah, he is, which is uh, pretty exciting. Ooh. If he jumps onto that Ooh. team... That could be uh, strong. That could be very strong. I mm. think uh, one of my favourite fun teams to watch, so that'd be very cool. Yeah, definitely one to watch. Jeez, we've got, a, we've got them all around, don't we? Oh. <laughs> so we're going to finish on Matt Leo, our defensive end, who's been at Philly Eagles as well with the boys. Uh, hasn't made the regular team, so... He's a, also a part of that IPPP program. Hopefully, Matt get that breakthrough season, and we can see him line up with the Phillies as well. So that'll be that'll be three, three on the team. That'd be wicked. Yeah, that's very quickly will become Australia's team. I think. Yeah. So that's that's our little watch list. Uh, we'll keep you updated how the boys go and once they, if they get across. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Onside Punt, Aussies in the NFL. And remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we've got you covered. Remember to review our podcast and subscribe. And also follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Cad, thanks for having us, mate. It's been a great episode. Thanks, mate. See you next time. All the best, man. Bye. Bye.